Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich in Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine. Sarah, I'm so excited to talk about this show. I've been trying to talk about Paris in Love Season 2 to everyone I encounter, which is just my baby, Nick, and my mom, but still. <laughs> I'm so happy that I can be a part of making your dreams come true. I'm here to talk about it, and I'm excited to talk about it, and I'm so glad that we're talking about it at this time while you are actually potting, holding Bebe. Because it's like what the whole season is about. The whole thing is just about mothers and children. Right. And Paris doesn't realize that. Like, right. Right. It's right. so well, crazy that this show was made by Paris Hilton's own production company. I know. Because it makes her look so bad. The one thing I will say about how bad it makes her look is that I think because so much of it is like about trauma and about recovering from trauma that like her stars or blind spots are right. sort of like they do become teaching moments. She is so used to looking bad anyway that I could see this being like bad, but like for the service of anybody watching. She doesn't think she looks bad. Here's the thing. She said up front. Uh, I'm showing my nanny because everyone uses a nanny and I'm not going to hide it. And it's like, first of all, no, <laughs> no, 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 everyone doesn't, but it's actually, it actually costs money, Paris. Yeah, exactly. Like some of us raise our own children mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes, but <laughs> also like that's her reality. She thinks everyone is out locking their baby in an attic for a nanny to take care of. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I just. I just missed my mouth with the yogurt. I know. Oh, my God. That was, like, pornographic. This looks really dirty. Oh, my God. I'm what sorry. I'm, gonna get a... I'm just going to get a tissue. Keep talking. <laughs> it's, like, she kind of says up front without saying it. She kind of just explains straight up why and how this show came to be. She seemingly thinks that her style of parenting is completely normal. Now, Sarah, this is where it's really important to have your perspective because you were rich once you were rich once so, I, I, one a long ago at a time when we were in delusion about right, long-term so wealth <laughs> i feel like you knew people with nannies you came I mean, back I had nannies. you had nannies okay and my mother was a stay-at-home mother right that's what i never understand i'm like <laughs> yeah. how do you she's like, gotta do her nails she's gotta like go to the mall she got right to props to myra to have the <laughs> balls to be a stay-at-home mom and and outsource the momming is like god no, fucking definition blessed. definition entitled well it wasn't even outsource the momming it was like out it was just like having someone else there so like 
Well, I guess it is outsourcing the momming, but it's like, like, it was like, I mean, I do think it's in some ways why my brother and I are like so entitled now, but it's like, like there was never going to be like dishes piling up and the kids were never going to be like plopped in front of the TV. Like we had like hands-on interaction 24 seven. Our nannies actually even lived with us. Like my mother wow. had like a, a second mother there. All you were the down, you're down to Abby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is insane. You had a staff. So we okay. had a staff. For me, growing up, I never had that. I had after-school babysitters sometimes, but then we just went to aftercare. I guess maybe, I don't know. But, like, we would go to, like, some people in the school, and they would just watch us, and it would be chaos. But <laughs> I I think, yeah, like, as a mom, as a new mom, yeah, for me to say outsource the momming, I'm being glib. I'm being sarcastic. My mom is like, and to this day is like the ultimate hands-on mom. Like right. my mom was like PTA president. She brought me lunch to school every day. Wow. That's that's amazing. <laughs> See, like I, I'm saying like I'm being glib because for me as a new mom, if I had a nanny here or if I had any sort of help whatsoever, like they would be they would have plenty to do with me still being the primary caregiver so like exactly joking around when i say that because like you know this morning i didn't have my mom around for the first time in a month to help me and my house looked like a bomb hit it in after two hours of her not being here and me having and me like having to do something else for an hour you know what i mean so like i'm I'm joking that's the kind of stuff it's just so that like the house never was like there was never like disarray, even though like my family actually exists in a natural state of complete and total disarray. So it was a way to just like um offset that. <laughs> yeah, totally. But so what Paris is doing is she is outsourcing the mom. She's out. Yeah, that's not what that was not my experience. Yeah. Based on what I've seen on the show. OK, which the show is heavily edited. We're not with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are. And neither seeing, is she. And neither is she. Exactly. <laughs> We're seeing what they choose to show us on the show. And. It's possible that she was more hands-on, but they edited her to look less hands-on in order to give her a story arc, which is almost even worse. There's no way that that would be like, yeah, just make it look like I'm like, no way. Like, that's the part that looks so bad, I think. I know it looks so bad, but she doesn't know it looked bad. She thinks it's relatable and cool. And, like, you could tell from the way that the last two episodes especially were edited that this storyline of her being an absentee mother was storyboarded out ahead of yeah 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 you know what i mean like and but she didn't see it as absentee mother she sees it as she has every right to be afraid to touch her baby and it's like what what like yes most people who have a baby are afraid scared shitless it seems like the scariest thing in the world but like but they don't right like they don't have the luxury of hiring gina to do it for them and i love that it was i just want to say real quick this is so stupid but what kept coming up for me was like the irony that like gina gina like it's like everything surrogate vagina like gina's gina wow 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 <laughs> that is literary sarah right. i'm a scholar bro wow yeah that is interesting and dark yeah mm. i mean it's okay gina i'm like oh. i know it's so this show is hard to talk about because Everything you want to say about it or everything I want to say about it feels like a low blow. The kid has a big head, but you know, I'm sorry. I know we got to get the, we got to get the, we got to talk about the head. I mean, everyone on the internet is talking about the head. There are like three different conversations going on. The first is people just straight up making fun of it, which is mean and wrong. Not nice. 
The second is concern trolling. People saying you need to get him checked out. He might have some sort of disease which or like health condition, which on one hand is, you know, it's concern trolling. It's a way to. It's concern trolling is right. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's a like, way to make a big deal out of something and act like you're a good person about it. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure Paris Hilton has been taking her. Well, I'm sure Gina has been taking Paris Hilton's kid to the best doctors in the country. You know what I mean? Like, percent. There's no way that there's a medical issue going undiagnosed. Some kids do just have big heads that they need to grow into. Yeah. And but also at the same time, that guy from HGTV who had neck cancer, it got discovered because someone saw it. I think his name was um, I can't remember what his name was, but he had a lump on his neck and a viewer wrote a, in a comment on his Instagram, hey, you need to get that lump checked out. And he turned out it turned out he had cancer and he treated it and he was fine afterwards. So, like, there is a little, wow. a little something to be said for concern trolling. But well, is- but that's also different. I feel like like a lump on your neck. I mean, I, I don't I can't I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So I don't I haven't seen it. I don't have a picture in my mind's eye of the lump on his neck. But like, I feel like lump on the neck is a little bit more like. Like, clear, like, clearly it's a growth. Like, that is an right. abnormality. And, like, he's not, like, at home being coddled by his mommy and Gina. So, like... It, it, it wasn't a thing people were already making fun of. Like... Right. This, and it wasn't... It doesn't sound like that's making fun of him either. Right. And with this instance, suggesting that the baby has a medical condition feels like a guise for just commenting on the... It, it feels like you're coming up with an excuse to comment on the baby's head. Thousand percent. But the third thing, which I talked about on Michelle Collins' podcast this morning, and I felt guilty about it ever since because it's, <laughs> I feel terrible, is... Long day, long day. I know. Is that the, <laughs> ba- the back of the baby's head appears to be flat, which yeah. every mom, every parent has a deep fear of their kid having a flat head because it's an external visualization that you may not have picked the baby up enough when they were little. Like, it's a... This is like a huge fear for everyone. And wait, I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's correctable. You just need to get the baby a little foam helmet and it helps the their well, head. That's like to... the the John Legend kids. Miles had a little helmet. Oh, did he? Because he had smush head. Oh, yeah. Good for her for showing that. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So like that's the thing that jumps out that jumped out at me watching it. And I immediately felt so guilty for thinking that. And I have to also, I forgot to say on Michelle's podcast, like, I am terrified that Daphne will have a flat side of her head because she always lays down with her right side of the head on the pillow. So, like, I'm not immune to this. No one is immune to this. But, like, for me, my it, it, I felt so bad seeing the flat head because I was like, people are going to take that and run with it, myself included. Like, it, it makes me think that the that Gina is not like picking up the baby enough and i feel so bad for thinking and saying that i really shouldn't say that i'm terrible i'm not gonna well, say it well i didn't realize the baby's heads were that squishy oh yeah it's terrifying wow Fuck. they're totally malleable like you can see i never wear a helmet anyway for fashion i know you can i can see my baby's heartbeat in the top of her head i know it's it's horrifying <laughs> yeah but Hello. yeah i mean it it's also like the whole thing is why do you cut co- why would you ever comment on a baby's physical appearance but then it's like well we're we're watching a tv show that revolves around the baby like i i can't not have thoughts about it right and i also you think know? like i mean it kind of goes back even to like the ice spice archie conversation <laughs> because it's like 
in a way, like, of course, like, why would you ever, I, I'm, I get on the one hand, why would you ever comment on a baby or like a kid's anything? But at the same time, like, we're all looking at the baby. It's like, it, it doesn't have to be like, ew, your baby's head. It could just be like, wow, what a big, what a big dome. Right. Like, I'm not like, it's just, we're just observing that the baby has a big dome with a sort of a parking lot in the back. It's cute. Oh, God. <laughs> the big, yeah. Like, and Paris has a big head. Her mother in law has a big head. The big, head big headed is like, family. Yeah. Like, who cares? But like, it's iconic head. It's an icon, iconic heads only. All famous people have big heads. Like, this baby's, uh, and the baby's already famous. I mean, prove the point. You, the proof is in the pudding. But the thing is, like, if I'm watching a TV show, uh, especially a reality show, or if I'm looking at social media, I am primed to be making judgments, forming opinions, That's and reacting to what I'm seeing and discussing it, especially on our pop culture podcast. So, like, as much as I would love to be the person who's too classy to notice or, like, too classy to talk to my mom about while we're watching, the baby's head and like what might be going on like I can't help it I'm only human I'm sorry like it's just and this is why I get nervous to post my baby on social media because I'm like well but she's perfect looking she's perfect looking thank you but also I I keep getting now I'm getting under pictures of her um or people are dming me I'm getting in the the dm inbox can I share pictures of your baby to boost your engagement and I'm like what this That's is crazy i know i'm like i don't even want to post her anymore like i think i'm probably gonna keep her mostly to close friends because it's just so weird that there's like a market for baby hey content. can we help you sell your baby <laughs> yeah it's just i have a stand-up joke about how like i used to think all babies were cute until i started seeing 50 in a row on social media because you do 100. start you start ranking them <laughs> you start i know i how could you not like how could you not? It's how could you not? You're putting your baby on a medium that is made for making snap visual judgments. It's right. You'd have to go out of your way to not make a judgment, which then has you thinking about it either way. It's like, I don't know. Like, what's what's the point of like niceties, really? Like, if it's being put out there in the public, it's like, I don't know. It just becomes the elephant in the room, the, the elephant's head in the room. Mm hmm. I know, I know. So, like, that was one thing that was so... I had such complex feeling of, feelings about watching the show because I'm like, this is the main thing that everyone's talking about. And there, some people are doing it a mean, in a mean way. Some people are doing it in a concerned way. It's just, like, how do we not talk about this? Can we be the classy people who don't talk about it? No, it's space trash. We, we're trash. Sorry. We oh, talked sorry. about the baby's head. Okay, let's move on. Next topic. On... Um a similar but more positive note, my impression of Carter Rune's attractiveness has shifted. Oh, t say more. Up until this season, I found him to be sort of like walking pencil vibes. Uh-huh. And he's more of a pen to me now. He's more rollerball. Something about him <laughs> became... I don't know. I, I I, mean, even reading the memoir, I was like, wow, she's so traumatized that she thinks this geek is hot. <laughs> like, there's, uh, this was the first time I've ever been like, okay, you know what? I get their relationship. I think he is attractive. And I like him for her. This is the first time I've liked him for her. 
Um, wow, I'm shocked to hear that because yeah, even though I, he definitely has a lot of unsavory qualities, I felt like I understood like what he, he is, what she's always really needed and wanted, which is just like a a pure champion. Okay, see what he gives me is momager. Not manager. manager. <laughs> yeah, like, but isn't that kind of that's that's what she never had? Are you kidding? Her mom is the most overbearing, controlling person. Yeah, she but yeah, but she, Sarah, yeah, she, but she sent her, her to, mother. She sent her to boot camp though, and like so, she is holding that against her. She this is like I think the, I I agree that he's very much the momager that Kathy never could have been, even though Kathy still is and wants to be. But Kathy fucked up, straight up. Yeah. I know, but like you don't think Carter's going to send her to the husband equivalent of boot camp? You don't think he would? Like first season, I thought I don't think okay. he has the power. I think that I think that he knows he is, you know, second fiddle. I I don't get that impression. First season, I was like, okay, this guy's a super fan. It's kind of weird. Super and, fan vibes, totally. And this season, I'm like, oh, he is. They are coworkers. Like they, they are absolutely. And it's not really in a power couple endearing way it's no. kind of like like he's an angel investor or at least he's a venture capitalist maybe he's not an angel investor i don't know but he invests in things it's it's like he invested in paris yeah. and yeah. he is calling the shots and doing like it, he creeped me out he that's so funny i mean and I guess maybe I've also had an opinion of him from the get that's I've been creeped out by him. And I think in this case, I don't know, there was something about, well, first of all, you know that my like uh, kryptonite is men crying. So yes. when when he was crying, I'm holding the baby for the first time. I was like, OK, OK, like I love crying, man. Hello. Hello, cry guy. Sarah. I will change but then he was, I hated his speech. So I hated his speech where he was like, you're so lucky that I had such a good dad because I'm going to be such a good dad. It's like, all right. Sarah, he has a 10-year-old daughter that he refuses to acknowledge. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, what? He pays child support, but he doesn't have a relationship with his daughter. And wait, 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 what? Wait, yes. You're blowing my mind right now. I know. He walked out of the... He kissed her on the head and walked out of the delivery room, allegedly, according to reports. Wait, And that wait. was 10 years ago. And now what? he released this TV show to make him look like America's good Next dad. Top Dad. Yeah. Wait, who is... Th- I, I have so many questions. Who is the baby mama? I don't know. Someone that wasn't Paris Hilton. Someone who wasn't oh famous my enough for God. him to stick around, you know? Okay, I'm going to need to Google more on this because now that changes my whole... Okay, I take back everything I just said. What? Like, and I can't believe he would be... Wow, okay, then I take back everything I just said. I don't like him again. But, like, I do think he was cute or at least. But, like, what... the, The audacity. He's worse than Baldwin. The audacity to... Make your bread and butter your your first like real public facing anything as like this this husband and father is the meanest thing I've ever heard. I know, and it just shows how like this show is a PR exercise. And he also this is all stuff I found out. Um, Whoa, that's the... actually like really fucking crazy. That changes yeah, this, everything. How this dare is from he? the Paris and Love subreddit? Shout out reddit.com/slash/r/slash Paris and Love and. Something else that they were alleging on the subreddit is that he is 
he talks about being like from this really humble Midwestern family, but they were saying his dad is like a billionaire. I haven't fact checked this or looked into it, but it would make total sense because. Well, that's how they know each other. Aren't their parents friends? Right, exactly. So like, obviously he's at least 1% and like he probably grew up, was raised by nannies as well. Right. So he probably does think this is all normal. He probably is literally just like, oh, yeah, Paris, like I can I'll second that. Like, yeah, Gina's great. I'm sorry. sorry I need to change sorry, her diaper. Sorry, I keep, mind- no, but sorry, I keep calling her Gina. I know it's so funny. <laughs> I just need to change her diaper real quick. Do it. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. That was a quick diaper break, which is the perfect segue into the fact that Paris Hilton never changed her child's diaper until a month in that is so rude (laughs) it's so crazy and it's so crazy sorry she's fussing dude the the mic is bigger than her head i know (laughs) it's exactly the same size it's actually really cute yeah like this is what it would be like to have twins mom i know oh jesus don't even cradling both of the heads (laughs) i know don't even manifest that for me but okay she did you see that she did some um, damage control on the diaper controversy? Recently? Yes. Look at her TikTok. Oh, do you tell? You, oh, oh. you pull yeah. it up? Because, yeah. first of all, it doesn't seem like she wrote it. It seems like Carter did. But it buttresses my hypothesis that they really leaned into the absentee parent thing for the first two-thirds of the season as a story arc, which, again, Well, she could have been just- like, right, like, I had absentee parents and I'm fine. Right. It's just as twisted as if it were the truth. And we won't know if it's the truth or not. But like to think that that's a cool storyline is also completely insane and antisocial. But she writes this thing. So basically on the show, she like midway through the season is like, I have never changed a diaper. And like Nikki is over her sister and Nikki like helps teach her how to do it. And it's the baby is 32 days old. And she says that she's never changed a diaper before. So now on, so obviously everyone was horrified by that because again, even if you have a nanny, aren't you the main person doing that kind of thing? Right. Like mostly the nanny was like letting my mom go to the supermarket when she was going to the supermarket or like doing the dishes or preparing dinner. Like it was just help. But yeah, like my mom was all over me and continues to be to this day. Right. Like your Um, mom wasn't pursuing a vanity pop star comeback show well, that's the thing that's the thing right like the okay so the the ultimate pinnacle before we get the big reveal at the end is that paris is throwing her first concert the fact that she timed this exactly is for no reason the whole thesis of the show is i'm a working mom and i'm just trying right. to balance it all and it's like what do you mean by work? Because I don't. You mean like your projects? You're throwing yourself a vanity pop concert. Like, right. Yes, I'm sure it was really fun. Yes, I'm sure you put a lot of hours into it. But like, Why? no one asked for it. Right. Like, you don't have a, you don't have a boss. You like her work is like photo shoots that she organized and orchestrated. Right. And like the book tour, yes, makes sense because you wrote a book, it's with a publishing house, you do have right. obligations to fulfill. Yes. And having a you know, having a baby is unpredictable. The book was probably in the works for longer than the pregnancy. So you never know if the baby's gonna drop right before the book. Like, yes, that is a valid thing. Like, shit, I have to go and do this book tour. And then after that, 
I'm done and I'm going to be momming. Like that's what you would think you would do if you are a person with that much freaking money. But right. instead, there's no like reason. There's no reason to do this at all. Right. The the book tour ends and she invents new, uh, you know, commitments out of thin air. And it's just like, well, what? I do think though that like, I mean, maybe maybe the language doesn't matter. I don't think that they were sitting around going like, yeah, I'll do absentee mom as a brand. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I do think that she was like, I'll be like the picture of working mother. Like, I don't yeah. think they were thinking absentee. I think it was like a lot of women can really relate to like, you know, working and like juggling a, a career and motherhood. And I mean, I do think the trauma stuff is valuable, but like, no, you're, you're not like speaking to the working moms out there. You dumb right. bitch. Like, what now, the I'm fuck? Say something really uh, controversial. Hell Yeah. Which, in my middle age, I'm a mom now. I've found that I've lost my fear of cancellation because, first of all, you can't you can't cancel something that never started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and second of all, I just don't care anymore for some reason. But oh, I'm so I, glad it'll take me way less time to edit out. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, <laughs> I don't think I think she's. I think the trauma, while valid and real, she leans on it a little too much. I think. When you're traumatized, you also have a responsibility to try and recover. Like, it's very hard and you have to do the work. But, like, she literally leans on it for every single story beat in this show. Like, yeah, she's like, I didn't want to be in the delivery room because of my medical trauma. You can. okay? well, you no, that through, really I, bothered me. That you went really through IVF. IVS no, I actually think she didn't want to be in the room because I don't think she wanted to look that surrogate in the eye. Right. Like I, I it she childbirth is disgusting. So yeah. like she didn't want to be around the disgustingness of childbirth. Like and I don't think but, and I think I think she would have felt like maybe slightly like just guilty. Like I guess the surrogate was in there with her mother her own mother. And I think it was just like like and that, that is interesting too because a lot of the storyline this season was very much centered around Paris and her mother's inability to be intimate so this was just another example now where she's just not being intimate with her own child and not being intimate with the person that's birthing her child and her mother like she really does like withdraw in intimate mother-child situations of all kinds of every kind exactly like I I just don't think that 
I, I don't care if people are going to dislike this, but I don't think medical trauma is an excuse for like childbirth is a trauma and you're this 100%. Woman, this woman is going through something traumatic for you. Yes, you're paying her, but I'm sure you're not paying her enough. And 100%. you have an obligation like if she would feel better to have you in the room, to be in the room, maybe she didn't want her in the room. That's completely valid, too. But to bring up her own trauma as a reason not to watch another woman give birth to her child is bullshit. Sorry, it's bullshit. Like, be honest. Be honest. One of the thoughts that I was having this whole show was like, why is she ha- like, why does she need kids? Like, she doesn't really want kids i know dude like if you can't handle medical situations you should not have a child right wait till till he breaks his leg right what are you gonna do then like it's the the recover if it if this is a trauma response you need to sort out the recovery i think like and i couldn't believe that this was like the first time she's been in therapy and the first time she and her mother it's like hey why don't you like go before all this right you are one of the rare people in the world with enough resources to sort out your trauma before 100, you have a kid. Most 100. people just have to float along with what life gives them. And if they're traumatized right. and they get pregnant, good fucking luck, you know? But for her, she was able to pinpoint, like, who's going to have her kid, what the gender's going to be, when they're going to come. And she still didn't bother to, like, I don't know, get some therapy first. I don't know. It's just wild. And like, I I wouldn't say this if she wasn't offering it up freely for human consumption on a TV show. Yeah. And it's almost like the point of it it gives the, it gives me the feeling that like the point of having, I guess now children at all is like for the storyline. I know. Like it's like for the show. It's like, and and because like because they talk about that a lot in the episode too, where it's like, like if they weren't in a production, if they weren't currently producing this show, these are conversations that Kathy and Paris wouldn't even ever have had. Wouldn't be having. Okay, they were to like the, in therapy for the show. Right. Two really important points that I don't want to forget: coyotes eating dogs and Kathy <gasps> revenge fantasy. Yes. So okay. Yes. yes. The crazy. Thing, it we open on Paris reciting the names of her seven dogs that were murdered by coyotes. Okay. Uh uh what? Like I know. The, pe- I the know. people on her production team, were they having a laugh? Like, were they dead serious? Like, <laughs> let's go through this motherhood story by opening with a laundry list of living things that have been violently murdered under this woman's care. Yeah, it's it's um, it's just like it's a it's all a little bit too flip, and like, it's and it's bookended. The end of the show, the conclusion is the clones. They cloned. The, they cloned the dog. The that it was dog eaten. that was torn <laughs> limb from limb. Oh, don't worry, I cloned Diamond Baby. What? Like, and also so weird that now it's two dogs. It's Diamond and Baby. Yes, like the cloning. Is a little too close to the, like, the whole test tubeness of the whole thing is. Yeah, it was so, everything about it. Really eerie. Artificial. Everything's artificial. And everything is superficial, artificial. And, well, I guess I don't know if it's artificial because, like, technically it's, I don't know. I just think, like, yeah, the lack of, like, natural birthing and, like, 
There's no like right. nature in this. Not that natural is the best thing in the world. Like I know, and for many people, it's and not. I'm well, so happy I did. But I like, consider that natural. That is natural. You no, carried your baby. You fucked. You had a baby. It's like there's a different. I, I guess what I'm saying is like there's natural. There's not natural, and then there's unnatural. There's like and humanoid. There, right, sci-fi. Right. Yes. Yes. You sci-fi, know, like sci-fi. Right. It's a, agreed. It's why, and I didn't think you were alluding to, like, when you said natural, I didn't think you were, were meaning it that way. I think, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's, it's too sci-fi. It's I, sci-fi. That's yeah. what it is. Right. I, yeah. And then. Because, like, even, even, like, in the IVF conversations, like, there's all these different, like, layers and levels. I mean, because even if we take it out of even, like, the family planning conversations, like, the way that we eat. Like, I could eat all fruits and veggies, but, like, was the apple grown in a plant or was the apple grown from a plant? Like, they're sort of like, we, we are towing the line. They're making meat in test tubes now. Like, no matter, or even just like, I eat bread. Bread is processed. Like, so and it's how- like, we're all make blending natural and synthetic to whatever degree. But sci-fi is like, yeah, this is a different level of sci-fi. Yes. And how is little baby Phoenix going to feel when he finds out his mom went through 20 rounds of IVF to get a girl and then I guess said, fuck it, you know, like, like, that's where it's also, though, she, she's so disconnected from the fact that reality he has feelings and, about that. Well, there's no, no feelings. He is. I think that's what's so painful about the whole series it's like he is merely a prop in like the spectacle of her life i couldn't believe when they were like rehearsing for her big concert when they had him in there with like those giant headphones it's like leave him home i'm happy they took him out of the attic for the day (laughs) (laughs) you know i was happy to see baby phoenix seeing colors for the first time he, he just lives in a drawer I know he lives like the nanny, like the nanny finally was nowhere to be seen. Like, God bless her for taking care of their literally raising their kid for them. But like, I was happy that he got to leave the house. It was like he he was always in that little room and they kept the party city decorations forever. Like it would have been so easy to decorate a baby nursery without the whole world knowing. Like you could just say, oh, I would really like a nice room with cute art on the walls. No one needed to know it was a nursery. You don't need to buy the crib till later. Like, it was so bizarre that in a house where, like, she has put so much... She's a hoarder. She hoards sunglasses, shoes, everything, animals. But the the nursery was bare. The nursery was Baron. Baron Hilton. And that's his name. He's Phoenix Baron. It's a family name, yeah. Phoenix Baron Hilton. You know what's so funny? The other thing, I know that the name is Rune, but for some reason, every time I read it and every time I see him, all I can think is Red Rum, Red Rum. It is Red Rum. He's a Red Rum. It, but it's Reem <laughs> actually. She pronounces it Reem. Oh, Reem. So the world is going to Reem her out for having a big-headed baby with a flat top, flat side, and being a bad mom. I know, and I feel so like okay. Also. I should have mentioned this up top. I've met Paris a couple times. Tell us more. She's, and this is why I feel so bad, but I can't help myself from talking about this utterly fascinating, dark psychodrama of a television show. Like, I, I'd have to talk about it, but I feel bad because she is, like, the chillest, most down-to-earth celebrity I have ever met. And I've met a wow. lot of celebrities in a professional capacity. Like, lots and lots. And she is one of the most famous. She's, I think we can say she's A-list, right? For sure. 
and she was so chill and she didn't talk down to me as a journalist. She respected me as a person. She was really cool. And like, she is cool on, I think she's really cool on a one-to-one level. I mean, she's a party mm-hmm. girl. I think she's got a great personality at parties yeah. Yeah. and and stuff like that. So like, then when you get this TV show you're and you see all this darkness, it it's just, I mean, the, like I said, the craziest thing to me is that like she doesn't seem to have seen it as dark. So the whole thing, like one thing that well, really she's like, dumped- after you've been traumatized, nothing's dark but what I went through. Right. Like <laughs> I I don't know. The the one thing that jumped out at me, me was how this whole thing was like a revenge fantasy on her behalf against Kathy. Like she is getting revenge on Kathy, whether she knows that consciously or not, by hiding the pregnancies from her by keeping her at an arm's length from the baby, which is totally fair because we saw in season one, Kathy was completely controlling and overbearing. But the thing that really turns it into like kind of twisted territory for me is like, she didn't tell Kathy all these ways that she's been traumatized. She put them in the book and expected Kathy and her sister and everyone in her family to read the book instead of sitting them down and talking to them. So they all learned about all this stuff through headlines, which is pretty twisted. And then, well, well, it, it made, is, but you're right though. It's just, it's as control. It's like controlling Kathy's now controlling you back daughter. Exactly. And, but the, the real, real cherry on top was that she forced them to react to these things on camera. Like not only did she use the media to tell them that she had been raped and she had been, you know, violated at these schools. She had been groomed by a teacher, but she also, used her own media company to contain their reactions because I think she knew that Kathy would ream her out, but like that she would keep it a little classy if she knew she was on camera. It, it's it's it was like a full on Quentin Tarantino revenge fantasy. Like she Yeah. She, this was her trying to put Kathy in her place and be like, I'm in charge now i'm the mom now but then the darkest thing of all is that she's talking all the time about you know and we're and we are seeing this distance between her and her mom they can't talk about anything their bond is only superficial it's really hard to talk to my mom blah 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 while at the same time keeping her baby locked away in the care of a nanny like I know. literally repeating the cycle in front of the camera lens while she complains about it in one scene she's perpetuating it in the next yeah it's really well that's where like as sweet and a down to per down to earth person as she might be you do also see her like the selfishness is glaring like her level of or i guess it's really like her lack of concern care forethought responsibility i mean i think you're really right on that she's using like she's milking the trauma for all it's worth because it does become this excuse that i think in her mind she's like well everyone will understand now because they've all read my book and they've all heard my story and it's also a genius marketing thing though because i think the reason it's worth continuing this like poo poo behavior and also bringing it up all the time is because if you haven't read the book or if you haven't seen the doc now is the time you go wow i gotta really understand this person more so that's what all the things that she does feed the other businesses and feed the other ventures in 
genius ways, but totally. That's why it's like it wouldn't be so heartless if she didn't bring other people into this world the other people but like she did so like why'd you do that like what is the actual point like does she want to be a mother i do not think so one of the craziest i had to rewind it me and my mom watched the show together while my mom was here which was also like oh my god you know we all can complain about our moms my mom has been so is amazing she's so great she's the best grandma i've ever seen in my life obviously i've complained about her before Watching this show with my mom, I was like, oh, my God, I have no right to complain about it. Yeah, her. you're like, you're great. Also, side Ever. note, your mom, when I when I listen back to the pot, your mom has, like, the cutest little accent. She's got a Delco accent. Yeah, I just really... love it. But she does sound like you and Casey. But then she has these, like, cute. Yeah, her 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 accent really just charmed me. Yeah, she's Pennsylvania, you know. Pennsylvania. From Kroll Show, remember? They had the Philly pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's her accent. That's so good. But yeah, this, anyway, this I agree, crazy. though. Like, Wait, let me tell you about this this one shot that I oh, really yeah, yeah. my mom. So Paris is, um, it's a close-up on her face. And she's, like, talking about the baby. And she's looking down. And she's like, oh, I'm really going to miss him. I'm just going to miss <laughs> him so much while I'm away. While I'm away on my tour. And then they zoom out. And Sarah... It's it's set up like they're going to zoom out to her holding the baby. No, she's holding pictures of herself holding the baby from a photo shoot. Stop. It is. It's <laughs> Kubrick. It's like the best. It's one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Like the cinematography, the like the 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 cinematic language that they're using. Oh, my God. The setup and punchline of that shot. Uh, it It's. It's insane. She's looking at airbrushed photos of her holding the baby and talking about how much she loves and is going to miss him. But it's- that's where she has like primed the pump in such a great way because we now know how much creative control she had over simple life. Like, but even this TikTok that I just read, like you, she, I think because of the trauma and also now because of the book that we've obviously all read, I think she now has like sort of carte blanche to be like, yeah, I was doing tv production you guys yes oh my god yeah she set it up she's like we weren't actually being stupid on the farm we were doing characters she now has plausible deniability for anything read the can you read the tiktok caption i'm sorry to boss you around no 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 i'm please please do no absolutely please feel free hold on let me get it back up it's really like response to everyone freaking out that her that she never changed a diaper until 32 days in okay so here the caption reads Hey there, it's Paris. I just wanted to clear the air about something. Wow, this is a bad accent, but whatever. It's pretty good, but hey I also there. think, I also have to say, I, I do believe Carter drafted this entire thing. So maybe you should right. get in his pinched okay. little Midwestern voice. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. Hey there, it's Paris. I just wanted to clear the air about something. On my show, hashtag Paris in love. I joked about changing a diaper for the first time, which, now back to her, let's be honest, was just me having a bit of fun. As you can see, I changed his diaper. As you can see, I changed his diaper the night I brought him home. Smiles. But in all seriousness, when it comes to being a mom, I'm fully involved and loving every moment of it. It's interesting how a playful comment can be taken so seriously. Even though this season was the most real, authentic, and raw I've ever been with my fans, sometimes I play into the whims. Oh my God, I nailed it. Sometimes I play into the whimsical character portrayed on the simple life emoji. 
It's a role that's hard to shake off completely. While I love a good laugh, I also believe in being real responsible, especially as a parent. Let's remember to find the humor in life. I don't know why I'm going back and forth. Like I'm, I'm blending this, this reading, like the genetics of this baby that they, she didn't birth. Um, <laughs> let's remember to find the humor in life, but also to cherish and respect the real moments. Thanks for understanding. Happy holidays and much love to you all. Sliving mom. Sliving mom. Yeah, I, I, it's. You know what I, though? This to me, the first thing that jumps out at me, not to interrupt you, but the first thing that like I, I that must be said is like cool you got the night he got home on camera changing his diaper one time right there's no way she did it more than that one time right and even if she did again you leaned into this this like this is gross like the fact that you thought it was cute and funny and relatable for you to like even if it's not true and you change diapers every day You you didn't you didn't anticipate this feedback like you didn't anticipate that people would be horrified by that even well, like, and, and not to think that like, no, the fact that I was humiliated for her when they're saying, you know, if you don't change the baby's diaper, you're not going to be the primary attachment figure. And she's like, what? Right. The, it's she like, hasn't, duh. She hasn't thought about it at all. And it's like, okay, you're the one portraying yourself this way. You had final edit. This it's all over 1111 media, your media company made this show can you imagine being peacock and having this hand you're like god i guess we'll take the paris show it's gonna be a one like okay. one you know seven hour long blowjob to herself but then they right. were like oh my they probably saw the edits and were like this is a gold mine this is the most insane shit we've ever seen how is her production company the one handing us this it is the it, it's edited like someone hates her yeah no it really is it really is like it's i I would love to find out that like because they do secrets in this family like kathy's actually the post-production supervisor or something like i just feel like i would love to know that like she's got our beat there too but like yeah like the show makes paris look like the worst mom on the planet and the she looks well whereas i I went not the worst on the planet neglectful. neglectful Right. But, but, but yeah, I think you're right. The irony that then we have all these scenes of her confronting her mother for the same thing. Right. It's, this is why it's like, it's Tennessee Williams. It's, it's so dark and, and like layered. Like, yes, so layered. (laughs) It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the other thing, too, real quick, as they've gotten older more and more, I can't believe how much Paris and Nikki look like Kathy. Oh, well, Kathy has a completely new face now. You have to look at her 80s face. Well, yeah, like, I'm not even looking at them next to each other as much as when I see Paris. I'm like, like, I see Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. It's like, wow, like, she's really grown into, like, she is, like, in the next iteration of her life where she looks like her mom looked. Yeah, I really like that. I actually think she might have gotten a nose job by now, but I do like how she didn't go the ski slope route because... yes. Like, Kathy, her real name is Avanzino. Kathy is right. Italiano. And she had a nice Roman nose, like like me, even though I'm not Italian. I don't know where this thing came from. But she yeah. got it changed into a ski slope. It makes me really sad. And now that's did. my mother's, like, that's my mother's number one regret in the world. I know. But I like to tell her, you were uggo before. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. You should tell her that. I just want to say it was a good call. But what was a bad call that I actually, LOL, really sorry, didn't bring my charger upstairs. So um, can we take another pause and I go get my charger because I'm about to die down here? Yes. Here's what I think we should do. Switch to the Patreon for a Oh, my God. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Deep dive on Kathy and Paris's astrology and more messed up deets about their relationship. Uh, And we need you guys to know. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Say again. No, say what they need to know. We'll leave them that, like the. Well, I just want to say that like the Patreon episodes, like I want to apologize if this was low energy boring. Like we're just like, like turning on the engine, and like the Patreon episodes are always like so fucking good. I know that I invite you all to join us for a bonus episode every week ish on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcasts is where the gloves come off, and we really say things that hopefully our AI is not saving because they will come <laughs> back to haunt us. So patreon.com slash space trash podcast unfiltered, uncensored. If you want to hear this deep dive on Paris and Kathy Hilton's sinistry. Boom. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.